When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's your friend Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. Just reaching out to you really quickly today because we have a bonus episode this week that includes Adam Tatro and Matt Hackett, two friends of mine that help out with GolfUnfiltered.com on a number of different articles as well as equipment reviews and the like. Every week on a Tuesday evening, we sit down and we do Stir the Pot, which is a live stream event, an interactive live stream event where you can be part of the show. It's broadcast over Facebook and Twitter. We've tried YouTube as well, but every week we sit down and we basically just heckle each other for about an hour by answering different questions that I set aside. Sometimes I show them, sometimes I don't, and we just kind of go back and forth on a number of those different topics. So if you're ever around, be sure to check in to Stir the Pot on live stream, usually on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern on either Facebook or Twitter. This is the most recent episode that we did. Hope you enjoy it. All right. We are live again, folks. Welcome back to Stir the Pot. Joined by the same guys, Adam and Matt, and then the other Adam. The way that this works, we've got just a few questions that we're going to talk about tonight, and you guys can, of course, get involved in the chat as well. If you see the scrolling message on the bottom of the screen, submit your questions. We will be sure to bring them in. We always have a few people check in, some frequent flyers. Hopefully we see them as well. Gentlemen, how are you both doing? Matt, you got your computer figured out? Good to go. Good to go. Adam, you're good. You survived Tornado 2020. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking a little We were talking a little beforehand. So Matt and I live nearby each other, and Tatro lives a little bit further. Uh, what is that considered? South, Southwest. Southwest. Yeah, Joliet. You got hit so much harder than we did, like significantly harder, but you're still safe, which is a good thing. Yes. Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually really scary, not going to lie. It uh, – uh, spent a lot of time in the closet. <laughs> I did. Um, but I like, can feel wind like coming under the door, you know, and then like slowing and then coming under the door and slow. And then like, like it was some kind of rotation outside. I don't know that a tornado hit the ground, but I mean, in this neighborhood, hundred year old trees were snapped in half. I mean, just like, like, like somebody hit them with a chainsaw, like snapped in half. So, I mean, yeah. trees that are two feet in diameter. So it was, it was definitely crazy. Definitely yeah, scary 15, 20 minutes for sure. Well, we all made it out. We were able to watch uh, the match two over the weekend. And so, boys, I've got four questions tonight. I've not shown them the questions this time through. They're easy ones. They're nothing crazy. We'll get to them here in just a second. But uh, once again, folks, if you want to get involved in the show, you can go ahead and submit your questions or comments, heckles, whatever you want to call it, into the comment box if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter. So, gentlemen, the first uh, question that we like to start off with all the time is, did you shower today? I did. Did you, boys? Like, good, well done. I did. This is three weeks in a row. I'm very proud of you both. This is good. Uh, (laughs) As far as the match, too. So, obviously, it was uh, Tiger, Peyton, and then it was Phil and Brady Boy uh, going up against each other. 
at Medalist, a course that, much like last week's at Seminole, we have not seen really before on television. Uh, right off the bat, I thought that Medalist was a nicer-looking course <laughs> than Seminole. Would you guys agree? I agreed. Yeah. More scenic, more, you know, kind of trees and palms and whatnot. Yeah. And it seemed like they had, uh, certainly this has been in the plans for a lot longer than driving relief was. So they had more production value. I mean, they each had their own golf carts. Uh, looked like they had a lot more microphones, even though the pouring rain kind of drowned out. I think it killed a few microphones, actually. That was insane. Wow. I can't believe they played yeah. that thing. I, I give them credit. Yeah. Well, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall when they were trying to decide whether or not to do it. And I'd imagine that they'd be like, you know what? You're going to tell the charities that we're not going to play today. Right. I mean, they had to go do it. Even if they played like nine holes, you know, you got to do it. Got to do something. Got to do something. So there were a lot of great moments in the match. And so I guess the first question tonight, boys, is what was your favorite moment from the match? And there were quite a few. I mean, the rain itself was was absolutely incredible, like we were just talking about. And while you guys kind of think that over, I'll take the easy one. <laughs> Tom Brady holing out from one oh, okay. pole. I mean, and then the follow up with what, what did he say? Suck on that, Charles or Chuck or something. Yeah, like then he that. but then he split his pants. <laughs> yeah, he did. He definitely split his rain pants. Not a good Under Armour didn't have a good day. No, it wasn't even his rain pants. He ended up putting the rain pants on. Oh, that's right. Afterward. He put the zero frictions on. Yeah. Yeah, that was there you go. Oh, he's got a picture of it. I'm, Just for you. <laughs> he had a rough. You want me to send this to you? So you got like. Sure. Uh, yeah. Send it over. I'll bring it up. I think my favorite part was when Justin Thomas told Charles Barkley, Chuck, I'd like to see your fat ass dunk basketball right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't get more backlash with all the PC culture going on, but I thought that was hilarious. And, yeah. You know, more jabs like that. I wish I wish we would have heard, but. That was, that was a good, memorable line. I gotta. I would say I think. Uh, I think my favorite part was the fact that you got to be pretty awesome or pretty, you know, pretty large figure in sports to basically have Tiger Woods caddy for you. Yeah, because that's basically what was going on between Peyton Manning and Tiger. I mean, every mm -hmm. putt, every club, you know, like they 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 were just nonstop talking. It's like, I guess that's been that's Tiger's only caddy gig in the last you know twenty five years or whatever. Yeah, he did a really – I mean, obviously, we knew he was going to do a good job with that. But I thought Phil was almost an annoying caddy at one point, helping Brady out. Now, obviously, Brady was asking for his insight, but Phil would go and just paragraphs. Right. <laughs> you know, it was it was absurd. I mean, did you guys think I, that, that dynamic? I will, I, yeah, I will say uh, – and I didn't think about it until you just said that. But I will say I think one of my favorite parts was Barkley – after Justin Thomas asked Phil how he was going to hit that pitch up mm -hmm. into that green, and Phil gave that big, long, elaborate answer, and Barkley comes out. He's like, you know, everybody's got that annoying friend that you get a simple question, and they give you the the surgeon's you know version of the answer or whatever, mm -hmm. the big, long version. He's like, so Phil's that annoying friend. <laughs> as much as I love Phil, he does like right. to tell you how smart he is. Yeah. Or how, how how good he is at doing something. So another you won't let you forget that. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, well, that's where Fig Jam comes from. Uh, fuck, I'm good. Just ask me. Um, 
the another great part was uh, I forget which hole it was. It was on the back. It may have been fourteen or fifteen. The drivable par four where Phil just unleashed a drive yeah. over the trees, and he said, "I think I hit it a little far." And sure isn't sure enough, and he hit it about a yard too far. Yeah, I think he was, I think he does that just to be sarcastic and stuff. Yeah. I think that's just Phil. That's just his humor now. Is like, okay, you know, I'm I'm almost fifty. Uh, you know, I'm not. I don't have much more left. And I'm sure he's got plenty left in the tank. But now, like he said, you know, the whole hitting bombs thing and stuff like that. Like, I think that's just him. You know, doing it for the, the entertainment value. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were just so many great moments. I mean, obviously, you know, the two that they made on that hole to get that to get to within one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was. Um, I'm just happy that it didn't end up in another shootout. You know, we've only seen really three big exhibition exhibition matches up to this point. The other two, the match one and then driving relief ended in a shootout. Uh, I thought it was really a competitive match. Like, right. they made it interesting there. I thought it was. I thought for a while it wasn't going to be on the front nine. Brady couldn't hit a shot, which Twitter and everyone just loved seeing Tom Brady be bad at anything. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was going to be like a, a full. Four and five, four and three, sort of, you know, right. win on on the back nine. But the the modified alternate shot definitely came through and was a lot more entertaining than I was anticipating. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think personally, I thought Peyton, my my uh, just overall favorite player that day was probably Peyton Manning mm-hmm. from the driving from the driving range. He had some shots you know, too. And he hit some good shots. And from the driving range, with about you know asking him who he'd have caddy for him, he said, "Well, maybe, maybe Belichick. he'd have Belichick, or he'd have uh, Nick Foles, or uh, Eli. Eli, the only other the other two that have beat him in a Super Bowl or whatever. You know, yeah. it's like uh, I, I thought those were he, he had some good shots. Which uh, I mean, not not golf shots, but he had good uh, good little you know jabs, jabs to get those guys. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot the one par three. Where Russell Wilson was donating uh, meals, and they, and they all just <laughs> fucked up hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tiger had the worst. And Tiger hits it to like twenty five feet. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. He probably only he probably didn't think he was going to make a donation, let alone have to pony up three hundred thousand meals. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of meals are we talking? Are we talking? I mean, I don't believe those were pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he got it's not a steak from Ruth Chris, but it might be you know, <laughs> every four dollars gets you a donation of a meal or whatever. Every three dollars, it's probably a million bucks that he donated. Yeah, that's probably think he's yeah. got it. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine with that. So uh, this is the third exhibition match that we've seen of this type. Uh, driving release, of course, kind of snuck in there between the two matches. A lot of people have already been talking about the match three. Um, I should mention, and you guys saw this, I texted this to you guys, um, most widely watched golf event ever in the history. On cable TV. On cable TV, which is incredible. They had a lot of stuff going for it, obviously. I mean, it's a pandemic. Everyone's at home watching it. There's not much else on. But that being said, you know, uh, do we think that more of these exhibitions should happen? You know, I think they found a winning formula. They certainly improved from the first match. And we liked that one. I mean, I know that one got a lot of heat for not being great, but we had fun watching that. And then this one, I think was even that much better. You fit, you figure you got stuff like this compared to like the Pebble beach pro-am was it the American century, whatever the hell they got that they have uh, the uh, 
what is it, Lake of the Ozarks or whatever? Yeah, the celebrity. The celebrity. Thing. This, I feel like this was more fun to watch. There were no fans, nothing, and it was still a good time. Well, I think it had four pretty damn good personalities. Um, I mean, to center it around. So, not that those guys would be able to do it every time, but um, I would say in, in kind of off-season times, yes. I mean, this is – I mean, right now I uh, I watch – you know, pretty much watch golf every Sunday, you know, it's not right now, but this day yeah. and age, you know, there is golf to watch on Sunday, but now that right now there isn't, it'd be wonderful. Or even, you know, come December, January, you know, whatever, when there's not as many tournaments or whatever, I mean, no, no, there's tournaments, but there's not as many big names playing in them or doing that. These are, the these are, are out of the playoffs. Correct. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, the off season, I was kind of get, I was kind of going to think that, um, I, and there's draw power between, you know, obviously Tiger and Phil, but you know, getting a lot of the, the football fans and the, the casual, just sports fans in general. Uh, I mean, Brady and Manning were a really good draw. Uh, maybe like to see a couple guys that play a little better, you know, maybe like a Steph Kearney, Steph Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry, uh, Tony Romo, sort of, you know, yeah. guys that are, you know, low single digits. So it, it it's not just Tiger and Phil just carrying, you know, those teams. Um, but there's definitely something to be said. I mean, years ago, I remember watching the old Skins games on TV mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of the same sort of setup where, you know, you mic the guys up, you you hear a lot more banter from the, the players. Um I if if they get the right you know people together and and the right setup you know I definitely think there's an opportunity for uh, you know success in the future. Yeah, and I think the only way that this one could have possibly been even more ratings is if they had Jordan play, just coming straight off the last dance and all that. And I've got a little bit of a last dance hangover. I miss it. I'll admit. I wish we could watch even more episodes, but I think if they, you're right, Matt, if they get Jordan, Steph Curry, even Ray Allen's a stick, apparently that guy can play, uh, get those guys out there. I've heard everything from having two foursomes play each other, which I think would be ridiculous. And I don't think that's what they should do, but I don't know. It might be actually entertaining. I have a scramble. That could be fun. Actually just best ball the entire way. Yeah. You get an ABC and D player. So have it be like, you know, woods and Jordan and, somebody but then make them take charles barkley because he sucks and then, and then you know have somebody else be with uh, a little bit better team as long as charles barkley's involved i yeah. will say I'm, i'll watch yeah he was great as a commentator uh you know he's just a great personality in general whether he's talking about you know playing checkers or talking about golf or basketball i mean yeah. the guy can you know he ha- he has a knack for you know getting other people to you know, joke around and it's fun. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Justin Thomas, obviously we touched on that already. He did a great job being the first time that he's done this. You know, I think he should, I mean, obviously he's going to be playing whenever he can and he damn well, damn well should. But, I mean, he's just a – talk about winning personality. I mean, that guy, yeah. he's got a great sense of humor. He, yeah, he, I like J.T. Yeah, he was explaining things that uh-huh. – you know, we wouldn't have normally thought of from different types of shots. It's just great to have someone like that. And he had a good mix of kind of laying back in the weeds, not 
feeling like he had to say something every hole or every shot. So, I mean, it was, he, he did a good job of kind of interjecting when, you know, when was appropriate. Yeah. Send it out on Twitter that we want Barkley on this show. Oh my God. Just get <laughs> Barkley on here. Tell him I love him. I love, I was, I was pulling for him to make anything, I, I, you know, make bogey, make par, whatever. Oh, yeah. the I, like I, I was shocked that I was that into it, but. I was like, literally, I didn't stop watching until I watched Barkley play that hole. I was like, come on, man. He's got to do it. Like, it's Did he do a bogey right there? I, 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 no, I, I stopped watching made, after that. He made double. So they he made, made uh, yeah, he lipped out bogey, basically. So they made they gave $100,000. But I was pulling for him big time. Talk about a guy whose golf swing has improved dramatically. I mean, it was, I I was wow. No hitch, no nothing. No hitch. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And then JTV and his coach during it too. That that was that was pretty good. Um, you know, it's it's interesting too because uh, one of the things that we saw in driving relief, and it's hard to not compare the two because they happened a week apart from each other. But in driving relief, they had absolutely no high fives, fist bumps, anything. They had one guy pulling the flag. This one different different area. Although I think it's it was in the same state. Both of them, yeah, yeah, they were all pulling flags. We saw a couple fist bumps, we saw a few fake ones too. But every so often, because there were so many cameras, you saw actual ones. Did you guys have any issues with that? I saw some, not really. I saw some of the elbows and stuff like that. I, I will say, I saw a number of times, and I don't know if they did it every hole, but whoever pulled the flag, I saw everybody walking off the grid, and that flag was still laying on the. I know like somebody that. pulled it, they handed it off, or you know, so. I, I kind of noticed that they We're weren't behind back pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did, yeah, I did notice that they weren't really putting the flags back in. So I don't know if that was like, all right, one of you guys is allowed to pull it, but just let it lay afterwards. You know, if that was what they were instructed to do, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting, and I think you know, not to get too deep on this, but I think the it really guy behind up was pissed. <laughs> the groups who let these guys on the tee sheet. Um, <laughs> I think it speaks a lot to like where we are right now as a just, you know, society or whatever. It's like, look, we're, we're kind of done with this, you know, let's, let's be smart about things. Let's kind of, you know, show, cause that was one of the concerns I had about driving relief. It's like, all right, depending on where things went with COVID, would they be have to wear masks? Would they have to wear gloves? You know, all these thoughts go through your head. Then we realized, okay, driving relief was fine. It was fine. Right. It's no different than, you know, touching a doorknob when you're, you know, out and about or, I mean, it's just being smart about things and and not making, not taking, you know, risks that are, you know, stupid or or whatever. It's just be smart, Um, you know, try and wash your hands as much as possible. I mean, that's kind of going to be the mentality going forward. And, you know, you're right. And it's interesting, too, because we do that and we don't have dozens of cameras on us they do it they make one little one little mistake where you know maybe there's a high five behind the scenes or something but it's caught on a camera it gets blown up which end of the day i mean i think you'd have to assume they were all tested you'd have to assume that they know that everyone was safe there were plenty of people running around with masks on the cameramen there was some dude some jack dude was running around like picking up balls and throwing it to the guys and everything. He had a mask on, but I don't think he got into a cart once. We were, we were laughing about that watching the telecast. 
So they were all over the place. There were a lot of people at this event in comparison to the driving league. So it was uh, it was good. Really good production. I it was like a lot the... better done than the first time around. I mean, with the cameras on <clears throat> the carts. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, just a little better production value. I was really impressed with TNT. Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch the um, the little montage beforehand about Ernie Johnson? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was. I didn't even know that. I had no idea. Yeah, that was that was pretty moving. Yeah, because you would have assumed, and I think that was the original plan was to at least have him be the, the main guy. Yeah. But yeah. Barkley, Ernie Johnson. You know. Yeah. I actually, I've I've never seen the other guy before. <laughs> I didn't know who that was. No, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't either. No, he did a good job though. He did a good job. I did like how. Immelman and that guy were both like looking at the camera or whatever, talking to them. Barkley's sitting there looking over at them. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got a camera right in front of him, but he's sitting there looking at them, talking to him. Yeah, yeah. Chuck, Chuck out of that. He's a, he's he's great. There's just nothing that guy doesn't do that makes me that doesn't make me laugh. Yeah. He's a good guy. So one of the other things that I've been hearing, and maybe you guys have too, is if we do the match three. Would it be smart to include LPGA stars? There was a lot of chatter uh, for various reasons as to, okay, well, obviously the last two exhibition matches were all full of men. Uh, We have the pro ladies that could come out and do the same thing. They're not playing, although in Korea, I believe they are actually playing professionally right now. Uh, Do they consider bringing on LPGA uh, players for match three? I think they can't get away from Tiger, so he's got to be involved in some way. Well, I think when it comes down to it, when when you're doing this for charity, um, you know, you need eyes on the TV. You need draw power. You need star power. It's nothing against the LPGA, but they don't have as much draw as like a Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady do. So right. I'm definitely – I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's like they would have gotten significantly less viewers if it was Phil Tiger and two LPGA stars compared to Brady and Manning. And the, the other point is, who's to say if, if the LPGA, if they want LPGA stars, like who's to say they can't do their own match? I mean, True. I understand they want to be included in, and it's growing the, the LPGA game, but you know, at, at that point, they're they're trying to get as many viewers, and you know, sorry, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are pretty big draws. Yeah, Adam, really, really glad he took that one first. Uh, <laughs> Want to see where he went with it? <laughs> yeah, let's see where I uh, goes with this one. <laughs> um, but I, I keep I, just thinking about that. I, I go back to like that that scramble idea. I mean, like that—that's perfect. Tiger on one team, Phil on another. A couple of LPGA players on each thing. Throw Barkley on one. I'd—I'd I'd love it. I'd—I'd I'd find it hilarious. You know, but—but but, you know, something. I, I do think Matt's right. You, the the draw of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning is a little bit higher, but I, I absolutely feel that they're you know the the next one probably should include in some way, you know. Or, or like you even said, do do a couple of foursomes. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's it's if you were to do it this way, it is Brady and it, you're it's Tiger and Brady, and it's Manning and and uh, there's t- Tiger Manning and Brady and Nicholson. You need one a chalkboard. Yeah, 
<laughs> and Brady and Mickelson and another. And then another next foursome is, you know, one of the LPGA players in Barkley and, and one yeah. of, you know, and, and another LPGA player and so on. So I, I absolutely, honestly, the more the merrier to me at this point. Mm-hmm. And even if they didn't want to play the same golf course or whatever, do it at a, a like Amelia Island in Jacksonville or something where you got a couple of different golf courses and, you know, so you're not pulling the flag and putting it back in for the next group behind you. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a really good point too. You know, and I, you know, we have to hope that at some point all that stuff kind of goes away. That right. We, you know, kind of get back to the whatever. But, you know, I agree. I think it makes a lot of sense to get them involved. You know, I, I there's no argument for me. I mean, it, you're just not going to get as many viewers if you were to not have the big names there. You got to have them there. That's just that's just good television. But, um, you know, I, I think for folks that might be getting a little bent out of shape that they weren't originally thought of, uh, sorry. I mean, that's just the way it is. You get one opportunity to capture as much as you can, and you got to go with what's going to get the eyeballs there. If nothing else, to set you up for something in the future, like we've just talked about, you know? Yeah. So they they kind of. And didn't they do one years ago with like Tiger and Duvall and like Soren, Annika Sorenstam, Mm -hmm. and like maybe somebody else? Like they have in the past. Michelle Wee, maybe? I think they did. Yeah. They've tried it. They've tried it in a lot of different ways. I think they actually had a skins game at one point. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think there have been formulas that have been tried. I think a lot of people would just say, oh, no one's going to watch because of the ladies. I think they found a formula with this. Stick with I just I disagree. I mean, yeah, there's some good-looking gals on the LPG tour. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, and that, that uh, you know, let's call it what it is. That depends. Yeah. That matters, you know. My girlfriend texted me, did Tom play, Brady split his pants? I said, quit, quit looking at his ass, babe. <laughs> So I, she can look. I can look. Yeah. Hey, you know, it is what it is. I think it's it's that's one of the the worst things is to just pretend like it's not a thing. You know what I mean? Like people are gonna watch television for a reason, and if that's one of the reasons that they're gonna get eyeballs on there, they gotta play up to it. You know. But that's not to suggest that you know there's plenty of great players out there. Let's get them out there. Let's see what happens. I agree. You know. So the match three, obviously, this is just all hypothetical no one's really mentioned anything you have to assume that they're going to do a third i mean if nothing else they got to break the rubber match now right right so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens in the years going forward speaking of uh playing in foursomes we finally get to do that uh, at the end of this week at the time of this recording on may 29th is it is that friday yep uh Illinois goes back to foursomes being allowed as we enter phase three and do our plan to reopen the state. And we're excited about it. We've got a tea time on Saturday already booked. We've got to find a fourth. Chris, if you're going to watch this at any point, answer my text. (laughs) We need you. We need to get you out there. Uh, It's still going to be single player carts. Matt, that's a really good concern that I think you brought up. I didn't even think of that. Mid-afternoon tea time. Are they going to have enough carts? We're gonna if, find gonna do, if you're gonna do that, you either gotta. I think they have to hold certain, like you know, you can take a cart from eight to ten, and walking only from ten to ten to one, and then you take a cart from one to three and walking. You know, you, I think it's just got to be spaced out because you, yeah. you know, let's face it, if they try to get, you know, eight hundred people on those golf courses or whatever, they don't have eight hundred carts. Well, I think, it, I think it would just be tough to kind of abide by those rules. I don't know if you just make a cart 
not not in the price gouging sense, but make it more expensive. Like you know, walk is forty bucks, ride is eighty bucks. Like you know, you, you instead no, of it's gouging, but uh, what's that? I said that's gouging. <laughs> well, I, it's it's kind of you know supply and demand. E- either that, or there's going to be no carts from ten o'clock on. Yeah. Until they start rolling back in. And that's my point is I think as they're posting these fairs, as they have them online, they would have it as, okay, from 8 to 10, you can book a riding fair. From 10 to ten to noon or 10 to 1, you can't book a riding fair. You can only book these at this lower price. And then from 1 to, you know, so maybe we just got in and we booked them early enough and and, and got the riding fairs. And maybe if you go on there, maybe there's, there's walking fairs as well. Like you're going to yeah. walk between, you know, uh, like I said, ten and one, and, and then once the carts come around, they they wipe them down with all their sprays or whatever, and off you go. The next the next group can ride. That's what not I'm necessarily price gouging. It's you know giving a discount for walking walkers. I mean, you you want to kind of push walking more on the public. One to you know make sure that there's enough carts, but two, you know, ideally it, it's better for the game when people walk. I mean, it's not that much slower than if you have two carts in a in a foursome and one cart goes here and then you know drives all over the place it's you know if, if people are smart i mean again maybe i'm giving everyone but i guess giving i think we're saying the same thing i just say in order to make sure you have carts you just space the tea times differently you have a group of walkers that pay less so the people that want carts can pay you know we're saying the same thing we're you know uh, what i'm saying is i i'm hoping we're paying more i'm hoping somebody that walks at 11 a.m. isn't paying the same amount that we're paying. I really, oh, we, which we, is we are definitely right. paying more. That's for sure. I, I actually noticed. Uh, so we're playing at Cog Hill, and uh, they've got a really big fleet of carts. They got four courses out there. Um, but we're definitely paying more. I actually called because their website was being funky or whatever. So I called to book a time just in, first of all, to make sure <laughs> that we were going to be able to get carts on Friday for a foursome. And I think it's like a $20, $20 difference at least. Right, um, you would think. Which it, it is what it is. That's what we want to do. You know, we want to go out and play. It would yeah. be, be a blast. Um, this kind of goes into the fourth question that I've got for you, boys. There's a lot of a lot of things that we've learned, a lot of things that we've tried in golf during this whole crazy time. But what are some lessons that golf can learn from this whole experience? And so what I mean by that is you're thinking about it. What I mean by that is, so we went with 15, we started with 15 minute tee times. Now we're going down to 10. I loved 15 minute tee times. You know, I know there's revenue, all that, blah, blah, blah. You want to get as many people as you can on the course. <clears throat> when we played, we didn't have anybody in front of us, nobody behind us. We could move you it our own up. What's up? You held us up. Uh, well, that's true. You know, I had some I had some issues that day. Haggett had uh, a dog eat his ball or something. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, I love that. Like, is there anything that we can I mean, I don't think we have to do 15 minute tea times, but that was nice. I like 10. 10's a good number. 10's good. I mean, some courses try and even squeeze like eight minute intervals in there. We were, we were that's when you get eight. three groups on the first tee. It's just gets <clears throat> a little much. Like a, a 10's a good number. Um, you know, maybe you can consider, you know, kind of Adam's point, like later in the day, like after three, maybe they're 12 minute tea times or, you know, just so you do have a, a part, a part of the day where it is stretched out a little longer. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing for me is walking more, 
I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I before this year, I, I wanted to make a point to walk on at least 25% of my rounds just for a little more exercise. And, you know, so I, I, I get out and kind of, I don't want to say like focus more on the game, but like you, it, it is a different experience walking or carrying your own bag or using a push card and as opposed to, you know, just, you know, loading up a cart and, and going as fast as you can. Yeah. So you better bring your golf shoes if you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that, I mean, I, I know I'm going to probably walk more this year and make a conscious effort for. Yeah, I will too. I've walked a couple times already. Um, played pretty well both times too. Uh, it's just kind of focusing and tiring is all hell. I mean, it is, but it's good. You're right. I mean, I think another thing that, you know, there's all their little smaller changes, like even no rakes and bunkers, you know, obviously rakes are good. I mean, you don't want to have a shit lie, but I mean, there's obviously ways around it. You could, right. you could work with that. Um, leaving the flag stick in, you can work with that. That's not my favorite thing in the world, but I prefer it. It is legal. Yeah. Um, has it bothered you? That, I mean, the cup thing is a different thing. I, I don't know about how I feel about upside down cups or anything, but I've not had a problem with the flag sticking. Have you guys? It's just a visual thing for me. Yeah, I don't, that's the only reason I I don't like it. Um, just yeah, it's, it's no way. I, yeah, I I don't know. I just I, I I feel like I actually have to hit a putt sometimes almost softer so it doesn't rattle out in a way. Yeah, I, I don't know that the. The cups at the municipal courses around here are uh, cut as perfectly as maybe, uh, or as often as what a uh, one on the PGA Tour might be. Yeah, we're not playing medalists. Not, a, not as com- not as confident that the ball's gonna gonna stay in. Yeah, T Dutch, thanks for ke- checking in. Uh, he hails from Australia, if I remember right. Uh, he's a Lamont guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think other things like. Well, we talk about tee times, uh, single player carts. I mean, we're going to, I'm going to get my first taste of that. I mean, obviously I've played in a single cart before, but you know, and nobody that, wanted to ride with you. That That's exactly right. Because I, I have issues in. Carts. I like the little things that they have, you know, where, you know, they have that, that like electronic, like surfboard, skateboard sort oh, of thing yeah, uh, that they've got, you know, almost like little motorcycles where you put your bag in front of you and, and you go like I can see those being a little more popular going forward. Yeah, I think so too. I think a lot of a lot of golf cart sales are going to happen. Does, does club car have stock? Actually, I don't. <laughs> I'd have to check that. Actually, easy go, easy go, definitely. I mean, that's something I think could be easily done. And then the other side of the whole thing is pro shops haven't been open. They're going to reopen, as I understand it. But it was pretty nice just to get out of your car, go to the tee. And go. Well, I think, you know, it's also losing revenue in a sense because, you know, the, the pro shops can't sell anything. So, right. No, yeah. And that's something that somebody pointed out to me. Uh, you know, he said, you've obviously never stood behind a pro shop counter. Uh, yes, I have. I very much have. Uh, but there's other ways. I think what we're going to see is more creativity, too. I mean, uh, go out to the first tee. I mean, they do it at supermarkets for crying out loud, where they sell chicken for two dollars. Uh, you could get magazines, anything that you forgot in the aisle or in the uh, checkout. Why not bring merchandise out to the first tee? 
I'm sure. So like have, have a little starter shack and have like okay. some, some balls and you know whatnot like a, there. Like a NASCAR pop up tent or whatever, like where the person <laughs> the, in the trailer just standing there or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Just like that, we can, we can have that out there. Have them buy tees, balls, like Matt, you were saying, whatever they want. Obviously, it's not going to replace going into a pro shop, but I don't know about you guys. I mean, if anything, I'll go and maybe buy a hat if it's a course I've never played before and it's a nice course. You know, yeah, I got to. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I, think, I think the only part, of, the only thing I miss about it, and you don't, you guys know me, I don't hit a lot of balls, but I like to hit about ten golf balls before I yeah. go to the first tee. That's all. And if if courses started including a range fee to where you didn't touch any of the golf balls and it was irons only or something, you know, no tees whatsoever. I would, I would go hit, I'd go hit 10, seven irons and then go to the first tee. That's all I would want. And I, and I'd pay an extra five hours for my tee time to be able to do that. That is exactly what Cantini's doing. Are they? Yeah. They're actually putting the pyramids out there. I mean, that's something that, you know, we're accustomed to too. Sometimes pay a fee. They're going to have the actual grass ranges, but you know how they kind of like charge by the bay or by the hour during the winter. They're going to do that. Pay whatever. Another cool thing that at COG, actually, they made a short course on their driving range. They For five bucks, you can go play like five holes or whatever it is. But now, I guess, uh, as of Friday, they're going to be able to open it up to 50% capacity, the range. So it, we're moving in the right direction. I'm just glad. Well, like I said, you know, I don't necessarily, what I'm saying is I don't necessarily have to want to go into a pro shop and pay somebody. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You know, to, to uh, go to the range. Like, I'd rather just include it with whatever I paid or have the, the um, automated um, <clears throat> like the vending machine for golf balls. You swipe your card for, you know, four bucks and you know, you get 20 balls or, mm-hmm. you know, 10 bucks for a large yep. or whatnot. Have you guys played seven bridges? Yeah. I don't like the net. I don't. What is that? Is I, that I, I understand the, the, the concept, but I don't know. What, I mean, maybe you, it's good just to, 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 you know, literally, you know, knock off a little rust, but. Oh, where you like hit your own ball into a net? Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I've done that. It's all right. I mean, yeah, you just want to get a couple. You want to make contact before you actually have to. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. It's not a bad concept. I just never do it. No, I don't either. <laughs> so, you know. What other, yeah. No. What other things can we think about? I mean, there's uh, obviously not too many wide scale changes that have happened in golf since this has happened, but you know, walking definitely a good thing for those who can do it. Um, there's, you know, the ability to get more cork, you know, carts out there, more golfers out there. I think overall, if we go back to pace of play issues that were prior to this, I think we've, we've missed an opportunity as a sport. You know, I think if you go to these nights, because the pace of play was an issue people were complaining about. And so if we can find a way to not get back there, that would, that would be ideal in my way. I don't know if that's can possible. You, can you, can you make it? Safe? So, so 40 handicaps can't golf before 10 in the morning and, and they need a license. Because all it is is one group. All it takes is one group to back everything up. Yeah. They actually do that. And I think it's in Germany. You know that? I'm moving need, to Germany. You need a golfing license. So you were, you were, you're, you're saying that, we need to get. We need to speed it back up. We need to keep it fast because it's right. pretty good right now. So well, I don't. You, want, you got twenty five percent. Round suck. You got a. You got a. You got a twenty five percent amount of the players that are on the golf course. That's why the pace of play is good. 
I mean, no, totally when agree. you when you put it when you allow them to put 100 percent of the people back on the golf course, I mean, pace is always going to be an issue. So and what what drives me now? So I, one one thing that always upset me is at Joliet we kept we we kept pace to play good. Mm-hmm. That was always a thing. People are paying good amount of money to be a member somewhere. Um, pace of play is going to be an issue. But I, I, the, the people that bothered me would be the people that would call you from the pro shop and say, you know, they've got a hole in front of them or whatever. They're not letting us through, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is, this is driving us crazy. And I'd look on it. We started, we had written on the tee sheet exactly what time everybody teed off and, and, and you know, what their tee time was, what exactly what time they teed off. And I'd, you could average it out and, and say, okay, they made the, t- you know, they teed off at one thirty. They made the turn at three twenty-five. It's this time right now. They're on, they're on a four hour pace, maybe even four fifteen. And I would go out to that person and say, listen, I can't go yell at somebody for playing golf in four hours. I can't do it. That's true. Okay, so what Agreed. the the thing that drives me nuts is that people are like, should be able to play in three and a half hours. Should be able to play in three hours. That 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 upsets me. If you can't budget four to five hours, five, I get it. That's pushing it. But if you can't budget that, you know, for on a Saturday, Sunday, whenever you're going to do it, if you have to play in three and a half hours, don't play. Or play later. Or play play at a different time. Yeah. No, I, earlier I play play later later. You know, just. It's like I I could never go yell at somebody that played a good. They're like, hey, listen, they're on a pace to play four hours. You can't get mad because you want to play in three thirty. No, you're right. I think it, well, a question that I saw that came up was if if they could guarantee. I don't know how this would happen, but if they could guarantee that you would play in four hours or less, would you be willing to pay more? <clears throat> yeah, that's what private golf is. Yeah. You'd be willing to pay. That's that's what like country club golf is. I mean, is what I'm saying. Okay. Pu- public golf, you cannot. You, it's impossible to guarantee that. One thing that I do like that some courses do is they'll put clocks throughout the the course, like on holes one, five, you know, ten, fourteen, and it'll say it won't be the time, but it'll say if you like cheat off at one twenty. You'll see 120 at the like ninth hole, and if it's lo- if it's later than that, you know you're playing too slow. If yeah. it's earlier than that, then you know you're on a good pace. And I think something like that, if if a lot more if a lot more courses would implement that, it just it's it's kind of a mentality. It's like okay, guys, you know, we got to pick it up, you know, because a lot of times when we're out in a foursome, we're not necessarily thinking about you know oh we're on a, a you know. 12 or eight minute per hole pace. Like a lot of people don't think about that. So no, it's, it's tough know. to really know unless you have something that said that shows you, okay. Yeah. If you teed off, if, if you teed off after this time, um, or if, if this, the time on the clock shows a time after you teed off, then, uh, you know, pick it up. It's just kind of like self self Policing yourself. Yeah. And Oz, is this like the land of Oz? Like (laughs) punch card system. So I'm not, I'm not familiar with that, but Mario land of Oz that doesn't exist. Right. Uh, You know, what doesn't work is in my opinion is the, the carts that have like the alarm that go off. 
where like you, it goes like green and then red if you're playing behind pace, and then sometimes you get like a ding or whatever. You know what I'm talking well, about? I guess I, this is such a double-edged sword, and and don't get me wrong, I like playing quick hack at night. There was hard. There was not a lot of people out on the golf course when we played on Friday. We played in I would say less than three hours, which because there's two of us, nobody around. You know, we both shot 75. We're gonna play. We're gonna play quick, but. The other part of this is how do you get how do you get new people you know into golf? If the first thing that you're ingraining it, people are going to suck. People that start, they're going to suck. You just yeah. tell them you can't play. No, it's true. That's hard. You can't play until you're this good. Until you can play this fast. I just disagree. Now, I, I would hope that now people that are getting into the game or whatever play with someone that understands that. Play with someone. Um, but but for example. My girlfriend and her three friends. They want they want to play golf. They like they 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 took lessons and then they played golf with us and you know a lot like they're terrified to go out to the golf course. Mm. As well they as well they should be. Because but they don't go out at ten they they go usually go out later in the day, don't they? They do, they do, but people get upset people that are trying to come out and get nine holes in it, whatever. You know, and they're they're get behind them. Oh, what the heck are you doing out here? And blah blah blah. I think it's garbage. So that's why yeah. I kind of well, te- people need to be more open to letting people play through. Yeah, but then then you're playing and you're playing in seven hours because all you're doing is standing around letting people go through. So that's that's not necessarily necessarily fair either. I mean, if you can play in five, if you can play in less than five, or you can play in four and a half. Or whatever you know. Well, then, but, but then if, if if they don't, then they're holding up the entire group behind them. I get it. So so, so how do you get new people in the Everyone golf? behind them. So how everyone behind them people? is playing in six hours instead of one group. Okay. How do you get new people in the golf then? Munis play play nine play. You know, courses play play. I, I don't want to say like executive <sighs> courses. Yeah. Like smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Play play it. shorter courses. Play more par three courses. Play, uh, you know, the white mountains of the of the the world instead of, you know, the you know the Cog Hills. I don't. Yeah. I don't disagree. We. That being said, we live in a much more accommodating world. Accommodating area as far as golf courses go. That those that the white mountains exist. I You're mean, right. Yeah. You know, somebody in Lincoln, Nebraska, how many, how many munis do they have? You know, somebody's trying to get into golf or whatever. Like I said, I think my recommendation is play with someone that knows the game. And when they say, I mean, cause honestly, the, what we first did is we said, if you want to tee off from the 200 yard marker, or if you want to, if you get it in the sand, you want to throw it out of sand, throw it out of sand. The rules don't apply. I completely yeah. agree. I mean that that's that was always our recommendation. Is if you're starting out, the rules don't apply, and play with somebody that knows what they're doing, and and say, hey, these don't apply. You want to ground your club in the sand? Ground your club in the sand. You want to? You don't want to hit it out of the sand? Don't hit it out of the sand. Right. So so just play by your rules when you when you're upset. Pick up and move along. And, and that's that's one recommendation that we made, but not everybody gets that. Not everybody has those recommendations to them. Um, and then if you know if you do get behind a little bit, let somebody go through. But I. I, d- I disagree with the fact of you having to play an ex- you know in a very extended round because you have to sit there and let people go through all. I think day. one of the biggest problems that we have are people not playing. I don't know if we touched on this 
uh, you know, earlier or months ago or whatnot, is people playing from the correct tees and having a tee, you know, say there's a 400-yard par, par four. Like, there should be, even if, even maybe even a tee ahead of the, the forward tees or the red tees, like, for beginner's tees, have it, like, like you said, 200 I, out or, I agree. or 250. Like, I, I think pe- people are, are so consumed with, oh, I can't play this color tee because, you know, it's, you know, a threat to my, you know, masculinity or whatever the case. It's like, it, Eric sh- Buck it, used sh- to go to it should be morning. based on handicap, you know, on what tees you play or how far you hit it. Um, because a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these people that a lot of these amateurs that, you know, maybe they shoot a hundred and and they could only hit a 200 off the tee. Like they shouldn't be playing 450 yard par fours. Not at all. Eric Buck, he had me cracking up. Uh, I called one day. So Julia, we had the blue tees, we had the white tees, we had the red tees. And then we put tees basically at the beginning of, excuse me, every fairway that were the yellow tees and Buck's probably a, I don't know. 12 handicap or whatever. So I call him up one Monday and I said, Hey, what are you doing? He goes, I'm out at the club on the 10th tee and I'm one under par. I said, holy <laughs> sh-. I go, Holy shit, dude. He goes, I'll play in the yellow tees. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. I was cracking up. I, I don't think I'd know what to do if I went up and played the yellow tees, you know, like I, I just don't think any shot would fit my eye. It's hard. Yeah. I, I mean, we were uh, heck it. You and I played sanctuary recently i think and it, same thing like i played it from just because i wanted to play i got paired i went as a single i played with two other guys that were older and they wanted to play forward i played with them just to be a, a good you know whatever and it was tough like i could hit driver and bring everything into play or hit five iron right <laughs> you know and the, the way i always look at it you know that's how good- we feel when we're back at the other tees no, we, hit drive, we hit driver, bring everything into play. You hit driver, and that stuff doesn't come into play. Well, here's the thing. I, you know, you got tired. I try to keep up with you guys, but my, the way I look at it is if I get tired of making too many birdies at whatever tee, then I'll move back. <laughs> oh, <go> stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're going to have to start that one over again. Because <laughs> what I thought you said was, <laughs> if I get tired of making too many birdies at a specific tee, I'll move back. That's right. That's okay. right. That is right. So I'll I'm, play- I'm checking my mic here. Just make sure. I'll play the yellow tees. When I make too many, I'll move back by you guys. <laughs> when I shoot 59. Uh, right. Or 65. At a uh, 3,200 yard. I needed a good belly laugh. You guys yeah. are right. <laughs> So we covered a lot of ground. Uh, those are the questions I had. Anything else you guys want to bring up? Uh, no, I got to start coming. I got to start coming to class with some questions to the teacher. Yes, yeah, yeah, time. First of all, yeah, you got to get your own time. All right, all right. <laughs> Heck so it, for- on Friday, on Friday, I said meet at the Jewel in New Lenox at ten, <clears throat> so we could drive down there. He gave me a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> uh, so I get there. I was still sleeping at the time. Which could mean anything. This is at 8.30 in the morning. So then it, it's 10, 10, and I call him. He's like, I just left. And I was like, okay. It's 10.05. All right, it's 10.05. I was like, all right. He's like, you said 10.15. I said, no, I said 10. He shows up like 10.25. You're still late. I had it in my head, and I'm like, I, for some reason, I was like, 
10, 15. I don't know. So you I, I can't be held liable for anything that happens like while I'm still sleeping. Before noon? <laughs> I'll, I'll stay with that. That's fine. Oh, no. You had 10, 15 in your head and you still showed up late? I still showed yeah. up late. Yeah. See, I was looking, sitting there in Jewel parking lot like a freaking drug dealer. <laughs> Waiting. Waiting. Yeah. Oh, he'll be here soon. Yeah. I'm just waiting for a friend. I feel like grocery store parking lots are a common meeting place. I had to do that when I played with Tim Barry once. Oh, I would think so. We had to meet in a Dominic's parking lot. He came. It was like 630 in the morning. Stop calling him out on freaking. He won't watch this. Online. It was it was ridiculous. That's the day I shit my pants. <laughs> that's the way every street Butterfield Country Club. I that's feel the day, and that's the day I shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Right, because I was hanging out the night before with you guys. I was uh, not. I was not expecting that. Which night was that? that? What's that? Which night was that? Uh, that was, was when I last up. year. No, no, this was a while ago. This is when I still worked at the club. Uh, yeah. Oh God! We played uh, Butterfield, and we got on on a Monday, and you know, I didn't make it. <laughs> and you know, I shit my pants. <laughs> I just I didn't make it. Didn't make it. All right, gentlemen. Well, this was fun, uh, folks. Thanks for tuning in as always. T Dubs, thanks for uh, for filing in. We got to get on the course, bud. We got to do that. I know. I uh, we got to get that figured out because you live in the area. We'll be back again next week, most likely. Um, we are actually probably, I haven't decided yet, but we may try to release this as a podcast as well, just to kind of do a quick little experiment. Uh, cause what I learned over, uh, yesterday was that this actually records the audio. So I will be able to actually submit that as a podcast, I think. So Adam, Matt, thanks for, uh, joining me again. And we will be sure. back, uh, Friday. No, when we're playing Saturday, <laughs> we need to find a fourth. Let's do that. Bye guys.